Hi, and welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to read Mark chapter 9 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll then review the key takeaways and we'll end with a short prayer. So let us get started. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. The Transfiguration After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. And they were coming down the mountain. Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restore all things. Why then it is, is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. Jesus heals a boy possessed by an impure spirit. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long should I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has it been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, He is dead. 
But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciple asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. Jesus predicts his death a second time. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were, because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last, and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but the one who sent me. Whoever is not against us is for us. Teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. Causing to Stumble If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. This is the end of Mark chapter 9. Now let us look at the key takeaways. First we see Jesus it takes Peter John and James up to the mountain for prayer and there they witness something amazing they witness Jesus transfiguration they see a very white light and they see Jesus in his full glory and they see him speaking with Elijah and Moses uh, they also witness God's voice saying this is my beloved son hear him so Jesus commands them on the way down from the mountain not to say anything till the Son of Man were risen from the dead. And at that time, the Jews believed that Elijah would come first before the Messiah. That's what's taught in the Old Testament. But Jesus explains that that is correct, that indeed Elijah had already come in the form of John the Baptist. 
Elijah's preaching and power had already come in the form of John the Baptist, but the scribes and the Pharisees rejected him. The second takeaway we see a man with his son who is possessed by demons, and they come out to Jesus, who in turn just proceeds to cast out the evil spirit. The disciples are kind of baffled. They ask Jesus why they were unable to cast out the spirit, uh, to which Jesus responds that that kind of spirit only comes out through fasting and prayer. The third takeaway we see Jesus telling his disciples that he will be killed and rise on the third day. Again, the disciples are hearing, but they're not understanding him. Instead, they start talking about who among them will be the greatest. And Jesus said, in order to be the greatest, you have to be the servant first and serve everyone. Jesus also asked a little child to come to him and proceeds to tell them that whoever receives that child receives him and receives his father uh, in his name. We read in Mark chapter 9, uh, verse 42, Whosoever should offend one of these little ones that believe in me, meaning young Christians, it is better for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. So this is pretty serious. Jesus does not take lightly uh, people uh, misleading young Christians and leading them away from his kingdom. Jesus proceeds to tell them that it's better for them to cut off any part of their body that may cause them to sin uh, than for them to be whole and go into hell in eternal damnation. The fourth takeaway we see Jesus telling his disciples that believers will suffer and will be persecuted but that that is how they're going to be purified. So the work of the Christian is essential. We need the salt of the earth uh, if we're going to do God's work, uh, the work that God purposed the Christians to accomplish. Summary, we see Jesus taking the closest disciples to him, uh, James, John, and Peter, up to the mountain, and they get to experience Jesus' uh, transfiguration, and they witness him speaking with Elijah and speaking with Moses. Jesus then teaches them that some types of demons, or evil spirits, can only come out through prayer and fasting. Jesus also explains to them that the kingdom of heaven is not about being the greatest. It's about serving. And instead, of, uh, it's about doing God's work on earth through spreading his message and shepherding young Christians into his kingdom and protecting these new believers and allowing them to grow spiritually in the kingdom of God. So let us go ahead and end with a short prayer. Father, thank you for giving us your word, the Bible as guidance and as nourishment for us every day. Thank you for showing us what we need to do to truly be great in the kingdom of heaven, and that is to serve, to be willing to be the servant to everybody else. Thank you for giving us the strength to withstand persecution and suffering in your name, Lord. Thank you for coming into this world. Thank you for being born in a manger and dying on a cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for entering into our life. We pray for your wisdom and your strength. We pray this in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Mark chapter 9. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.